The NFL season is about to begin, and nobody covers it like the Locked On Podcast Network. August 30th through September 8th, Locked On's ultimate season preview is taking you through every team and every division with the help of Odyssey's lineup of NFL experts. Follow the ultimate season preview 2021 feed on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Tune in beginning August 30th. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks Podcast. I'm James Yarko flying solo yet again. You can check out everything David Harrison and I are doing over at BucksNation.com. Make sure you follow along on Twitter at Locked On Bucks, at JayArko underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. I'd like to welcome in all of our new and returning listeners. If you're new to the show, please subscribe. Leave a five-star review. It does help other Buccaneers fans find us. Got a couple of things that we're going to talk about on this episode. We had a Twitter question sent in from Greco, who happened to get it in before I started recording. I, As you heard at the top of the show, we have our ultimate NFL season preview coming. I was recording that with the other NFC South hosts, so I'm recording a little bit later than normal, which means the episode might be a little bit shorter than normal because I'm tired and I'm hot. You guys get it. You have lives. Things come up. Um, But Greco sent in a Twitter question. I still have not been able to get in to get that voicemail taken care of, uh, but hopefully I can get access to that sooner rather than later. But we're going to kick things off with a uh, serious topic that we talked about on yesterday's episode. And that, of course, was the Mike Vrabel positive COVID test after the joint practices with the Buccaneers last week and the preseason game against the Buccaneers on Saturday. It became kind of concerning that you know he was around... All these Buccaneers players, he was around his players who were around Buccaneers players. Extensive time talking to Tom Brady, extensive time talking to Bruce Arians. But Bruce Arians came out on Monday, spoke to the media, and the very first thing that was asked was if the Buccaneers have any current COVID issues. And Bruce Arians said, quote, we're good. We don't have anything, no problems whatsoever. So let's go ahead and knock on wood for that one. But... Of course, these things do take time to manifest, so they may be good for right now. That doesn't mean a problem won't pop up a little bit later, but it seems like things are good within the Buccaneers facility and there won't be, hopefully, any major fallout from that heading into their preseason game against the Houston Texans. Going to talk more about that game on tomorrow's WTSP Wednesday episode. Not sure which person I'm going to be having on. It'll either be Evan or it'll be Ben. Uh, Evan was just on vacation, so I'm not sure if he's back and ready to talk some Bucks football or not, but a couple other quick notes before we uh, we move on. Steve McClendon and Dominican Sue, Carlton Davis all had veteran days off on Monday. I know there was some concern via Twitter you know, early on as to why those guys were out, but you know, nothing, nothing major of note. And then it was brought up that Mike Evans is not only having a strong training camp, but he hasn't missed a practice yet. And Bruce Arians said, quote, yeah, don't jinx him because he's had hamstring problems in the past. 
He came back in great shape, and he's had a hell of a preseason so far. And then someone else asked if Evans has been giving a maintenance day during camp, and Bruce Arians said, no, he's too young. So Carlton Davis got a, a maintenance veterans day off, but Mike Evans is too young, apparently. So you got to love, you got to love BA uh, talking about some of that. So coming up in just a moment, we're going to talk a little bit more about some of the things that I spoke about following the preseason loss, how some of you have responded, how Bruce Arians has responded because he came out and talked about it a little bit. But first, It is that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest, open now at BetOnline. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 100% welcome bonus with promo code Locked On. Also, be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between your defending Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. If you lose, your wager is going to be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL100. Bet online the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait. Take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Segment two here of the Locked On Bucks podcast. James Yarko, deputy editor of BucksNation.com on Twitter at JYarko underscore Bucks. There's no doubt about it. I was pretty harsh, pretty critical about OJ Howard. Now, I expected to kind of have this discussion with David, but David isn't here. He will be back for his solo episode this coming Thursday. He already told me he has some rebuttals for some of the points or complaints that I made, but let's talk about OJ Howard again for just a moment. And I've had plenty of people reach out to me and say, you know what? I get it, but maybe you're wrong. You know, this is a guy coming back from an Achilles injury. Um, You know, the concentration may not fully be there. I understand that. My argument would be there were two passes early in the game where the ball hit him square in the hands. I, I don't I don't care that you're coming back from an Achilles injury. If if you're out there to catch pass and it literally hits you in the hands, you should probably catch it. But I get it. The guy's working his way back from another injury. Um, and Bruce Arians spoke about it to the media on Monday. And he said, quote, it's a great tight end room. OJ is going to get there. He's still rusty. And then he moved on to say when Cam was out there, it was like, whoa, we got a bunch of tight ends. And then Cam was missing. We're still good. It's a solid room. And I'm really pleased with that room, end quote. So Bruce Aarons coming out and say, O.J. Howard, still still shaking the rust off. That's what preseason for. That's what training camp is for. Um, So I don't know. Maybe I was a little overly harsh and a little overly critical of – OJ Howard's performance 
against the Tennessee Titans, but I've reached a point of some frustration with him because I do agree with some of the people that I've seen talking about how we keep bringing up O.J. Howard's potential. Okay, well, we're in year five, okay? We're, we shouldn't be talking about potential anymore. We should have seen results. And when he's been on the field, we've gotten some results. Last year, or, or I'm sorry, two years ago was supposed to be his big breakout. Um, you know, he had a, a solid sophomore season. And then, yeah, that third year was supposed to be his big breakout, and, and he was nowhere to be found. Now, come to find out, he was staying in and he was blocking a lot because the offensive line needed the help, and they were trying to keep the pressure off of Jameis Winston and, and trying to manufacture some offense there with the other pass-catching options. Okay, I get it. Then last year, you have Tom Brady come in, and O.J. Howard starts off hot. He starts off you know, with a lot of receptions, a lot of yards, a couple of touchdowns, and then he tears his Achilles, and he's done for the year. So we've seen it in flashes, but I'm, I don't believe that when we're talking about a guy on the fifth year option of his rookie contract, and we're talking about the potential of what he can be, I want to see it. And there's a general frustration that has crept in now because we see it in spurts and then it either goes away because the the scheme calls for him to do something else, which, again, I understand. That's fine. But then we have the injury issues. And it's it's becoming – David has said it on the show before. It's starting to reach a point where you think maybe O.J. Howard's body is not built for this career. And I don't like the term injury prone, but there are some certain guys whose bodies just don't hold up to this level of play at this stage in their lives. And that's unfortunate. I'm not saying that is what is happening with OJ Howard, but it's something you have to start thinking about, something you have to start questioning. Because every year the guy gets hurt. Every year it's something else. It's not the same nagging, lingering injury that keeps creeping up. It's always something different. It's always an extended period of time. And... He's not helping the team if he's not out there. Now, if he's not out there, like Bruce talked about, they have a great tight end room. If OJ can't go, and we saw it last year, you still got Gronk, obviously. You still have Cam Brate. You still have Tanner Hudson. You had Cody McElroy, who who played pretty well in some spots over the last couple of years. So it doesn't torpedo your team the way it would if, say, Tom Brady went down. You know, even if even if Mike Evans, knock on wood, he doesn't, but even if Mike Evans goes down, we saw that last year. Mike went down, Chris and Gronk and, and the tight ends, they picked up the slack. Godwin went down, Mike Evans was there to pick up the slack. Then you bring in Antonio Brown. Well, Mike Evans goes down against the Atlanta Falcons in Week 17. Who goes off? Who's there to pick up the slack? It's Antonio Brown, who just explodes. Mike isn't 100% for the wild card game against the Washington football team. Antonio and Godwin are there. But then Godwin starts to have drops. So you got you got Antonio Brown there. You had Cam Brate making some catches. 
That's that's how this team works. That's how it's built. That's why we talk about the Buccaneers as being a favorite to go back to the Super Bowl, possibly win, be the first team to repeat in over a decade. But you have to make a decision now. You have this year to make a decision on what you're going to do with O.J. Howard. And as he shakes off the rust and as he gets back into playing shape and, and gets prepared and all those things, if those drops happen in a regular, if they happen in week one against Dallas, is Bruce Arians talking to the media after the game saying, oh, well, he's still shaking off the rust. No, he's saying those catches have to be made. If those are, are the situations that are going to cost this team a game, Bruce isn't going to give him the the benefit of the doubt or or make an excuse for him that he's still shaking off the rust. No, you have a ball hit you square in the hands and you drop it and your team has to punt as a result. You can't have that in a regular season game. So the Bucs have to decide now, what is OJ Howard for this team? Because Gronk isn't here on the long term. Gronk's year to year. We know we have one more year of Brady. According to Peter King, he thinks Brady might play year to year after that. So who knows? Maybe the Bucks get two or three more years from Tom Brady. But as soon as Brady's gone, so is Gronk. So are you going to hand the bag to a tight end who has gotten hurt every year of his career? And who has shown early on this year that he's having trouble bringing in the ball. That's a that's a tough decision. Because again, it goes back to what I don't want to talk about. And it goes back to potential. Are they going to pay O.J. Howard based on his potential for what he can be? Or are they going to look at him and say, this is what you've been. This is what we'll give you. And if that's not what you want, best of luck on the free agent market. Because somebody will pay O.J. Howard. There's no doubt about it because they'll pay him on the potential. He has the potential to be a top five tight end in this league. Definitely a top five pass catching tight end. Undoubtedly a top five blocking tight end. But... Are the Bucks going to be the ones that are going to hand him that check knowing what he has been, not what he can be? And that's where my sense of frustration has started to creep in. And again, everybody that is, has disagreed with me on the O.J. Howard take, I completely get it. I completely understand and I agree with you. The guy suffered a serious injury but I need to see something out of him. He is the one guy on this roster, and it's probably something that would have been brought up in like a bold prediction show or a season preview show as we close in on the kickoff of the regular season. It's something that David and I probably would have brought up. But I'm going to sit here and I'm going to call out O.J. Howard. This is a guy that I had predicted was going to have a 1,000-yard receiving season just a few years ago. Now I'm saying, you need to show me something that makes me come on this show or makes me sit down behind my keyboard and write a column at Bucks Nation 
explaining why he has to come back next year. Show me why I should be in your corner and advocate for your return to the Buccaneers roster in 2022. Because right now, I would I would have the the same reaction that I had when Quan Alexander left. Well, I'm disappointed because he showed so many flashes, but I wouldn't have given him that contract. And now look at where Quan Alexander is. He gets traded from the 49ers. He goes to the Saints, gets cut, and then re-signed for $10 million less because that's what the Saints think that he's worth. It very well could be the same situation with the Bucks and O.J. Howard. That, look, we're going to put a price tag on you, and if you like it, great. If not, best of luck in the open market because somebody will pay you. Maybe they want a weapon for Trevor Lawrence down there in Jacksonville. Maybe Los Angeles feels like they're on the cusp, but Tyler Higby isn't getting the job done. We're going to send you over there to play with Matthew Stafford. Could be any number of things. But I need to see something more out of O.J. Howard before I completely back off my take that I had the other day when I was reacting to some egregious dropped passes. That's that's my stance on it now. And I know some of you are, are still going to disagree with me, and that's fine. That's the forum that we have. I give you my opinions. You give me your opinions. And we interact with one another on this show. That's why we're here. That's why David and I do it. That's why you guys listen. It's because we're open to that. And if you don't agree with us, that's fine. You don't have to. That's what makes for an entertaining show. You guys send us your emails, your voicemails, whatever it is, and it sparks a debate. It sparks a conversation, and that's what I love about it. So that's that. I'm closing the book on my end of the O.J. Howard conversation for now. I'm sure we'll get into it a little bit more as the regular season progresses. One thing that I'm never going to close the book on, though, is uh, our friends over at rockauto.com. It's a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. And with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand that their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and sitting in your pocket. You can save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why would you choose to spend up to 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership? The Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer, and they have everything you could possibly need. Anything from brake parts and tail lamps to motor oil, new carpet. You can go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Wrapping things up here on a Tuesday edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast. James Yarko at jyarko underscore bucks on Twitter. And we're going to have a conversation that I did not think we were going to have. Um, I blame this entirely on Greco because he's the one that sent it in. 
But it's a conversation that I semi-had already on that divisional preview that I recorded before this that's going to be dropping here soon. Uh, it's going to be a great show. And the host of Locked On Panthers, Julian, might have the greatest line I've ever heard another human say to absolutely eviscerate a division rival. So if nothing else, tune in just for that because we all lost it. It was it was an absolutely savage comment, and uh, that's the kind of stuff that's going to happen on this Locked On Podcast Network Ultimate NFL Preview. But as we're recording, the Saints and the Jaguars are playing. I hear about this dime that Jameis Winston dropped to Marcus Callaway, uh, and I saw it, and it was an incredible pass. It was. It was an absolute dart and a heck of a catch by Callaway. Holy moly. But Greco tweets in. He says, hey, I don't know if you're watching the Carolina or the uh, Jacksonville versus New Orleans game, but Jameis is looking really dangerous right now. Um, okay, look, here's my take on on the Jameis Winston thing. Because what did he he finished with what? Like nine for ten for a hundred and forty some yards and two touchdowns, right? Somebody correct me. Anybody speak up? No? Good. Um it was right it was right in that range. And so he has two absolute picture perfect passes, both to Callaway, uh for for touchdowns, and they were both incredible catches by Callaway. Uh, so yeah, Jameis, 9 for 10, 123 yards, 2 touchdowns, 157.5 passer rating. Marquez Callaway, 5 catches, 104 yards, uh, 2 touchdowns. Okay, so Callaway accounts for... Wow. So that means when not throwing to Callaway, Jameis was, had 4 completions for 19 yards. So... First and foremost, draft Callaway in fantasy leagues. Um, we've seen that Jameis Winston before. And I know Saints fans are getting hyped up on Twitter. Bucks fans are like, ooh, maybe maybe Jameis actually has it figured out. We've seen this Jameis. We've seen him go out there and just absolutely dominate. We've seen him have a five-touchdown, zero-interception performance with a near-perfect passer rating. We've also seen Jameis absolutely implode and tank. So, no, I'm not concerned about the way Jameis Winston played in the first quarter of a preseason game against arguably one of the worst defenses in the NFL. Urban Meyer appears to be in over his head. I don't know. Maybe give him a little bit more time to start to put some things together. You all know how I feel about Urban Meyer anyway, so I'm not ever going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to wait until I see some proof. But the Jacksonville Jaguars had the number one pick for a reason. They lost 15 consecutive games last year. They're a bad football team. So, excuse me if I don't get all nervous or overly excited because Jameis Winston threw a couple of really nice touchdown passes against a garbage secondary. I'm not going to do it because 
as Ross, the host of Locked On Saints, he and I were talking after we were done recording. And it's like, Jameis Winston is going to go from the best quarterback you've ever seen to the worst quarterback you've ever seen in the same drive. So I don't think LASIK eye surgery and one year holding a clipboard under Drew Brees and Sean Payton fixed his decision making. I just don't believe it. One of those touchdown passes, it was the first one. It traveled like 53 and a half yards in the air and it looks beautiful. It was still into double coverage. Now, it was placed in a spot where Callaway appeared to be the only one that was going to be able to make a play on it. It was either going to fall into his diving hands or it was going to fall incomplete. But it was still into double coverage. You put a semi-competent secondary back there and it might get deflected. It might get intercepted. But we've seen highlight reel throws from Jameis Winston. This is nothing new. This has never been about Jameis Winston's talent. He's incredibly talented. What he's not good at is making decisions. So I'm, I'm not going to extrapolate a couple of drives and a, a 9 for 10 performance with two touchdowns in a preseason game against a trash defense I'm not going to extrapolate that and think that, oh my gosh, Jameis Winston is going to lead the New Orleans Saints to 15 wins and their fifth consecutive NFC South crown. I'm No, that's just not how this works. So yeah, Jameis Winston probably earned the starting quarterback job against Jacksonville on Monday night, because from what I saw from Taysom Hill before I started recording was not pretty. And I don't think Taysom Hill should have been the starter to begin with. Taysom Hill is a gadget player. He is not a starting NFL quarterback. So I always believed that Jameis was going to be the starter. And I believe that he's going to continue to show flashes just like he showed in his years with Tampa Bay. He's going to have some highlight reel catches. He's going to have some some passes that make you step back and you go, wow, that was incredible. But he's also going to turn around and make you go, oh, wow, that was incredible. How could you make that mistake? How could you do that? And just like with with OJ Howard, as I talked about in the second segment, until I see otherwise, until I'm proven wrong on this stance, and there's the minions and the the people out there on Twitter that are going to twist things to try to make it sound like Jameis Winston is the greatest quarterback to ever live, and those people just get muted because you can twist it to make it sound any way you want as far as numbers are concerned. It's what your eyeballs tell you. And what my eyeballs told me in that Monday night game was Jameis made two incredible touchdown passes. One of them was still into double coverage. And if that had been Carlton Davis and Antoine Winfield Jr. back there, I don't think that ball is getting completed. It's either getting batted down or it's getting picked off. That's my take on it. So, Grico, uh, a long answer to a short question. Uh, no, I'm, I don't think Jameis Winston is any more dangerous than he's ever been. He's always going to be talented. It's what goes on between the ears that really matters. And he's 
he's going to win the New Orleans Saints some games. There's no question about it. But he's also going to lose them a couple, just like he did with Tampa Bay. With that, I'm going to get out of here. We'll be back tomorrow with WTSP Wednesday. Until then, check out everything going on over at BucksNation.com. Follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayArco underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Send us your voicemails to 813-444-5841. Send us your emails to LockedOnBucksPodcast at gmail.com. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, be good to each other. Thank you so much for joining us right here 